that's enough, Justin. Now, let's talk literature. Back in 1996, Nicholas sparked, sparked, haha, get it, sparked, the grand idea to write The Notebook, a book that truly put him on the map for his exceptional talent with words. In just one book, he managed to portray the meaning of true love, true loss, and true dedication. Wow, Nicholas Sparks is so interesting. If you want to learn more about him, take a visit to his website. You may be wondering, how could one man do this so flawlessly on his first book? Tessa, Tessa, don't get ahead of yourself. We have to tell our listeners whose voices they hear in those headphones, AirPods, or car speakers they're listening to us on right now. Oh, right. Well, Emily, you just said my name, so now they know who I am. I'm Tessa, and that other girl you just heard, well, that's Emily. Welcome to what I would call one of the best podcasts ever, but I have to say, I am pretty biased. I'm Tessa. And I'm Emily. And you're You're listening listening to... Oh, no, no, no. You're not listening to that. Take two. You're listening to Jingle Jolly Podcasts. Before we get started, let's give our listeners a little summary of the book. Noah Calhoun and Allie Nelson are two young people living in North Carolina in the mid-1940s. Noah meets Allie one day at a carnival, and they share a wonderful summer together filled with amazing memories. However, there's a big problem. Allie's family is filled with wealth and much success, whereas Noah is poor and in the working class. Due to the fact that this is the 40s, this idea of a gap between wealth is a big deal to the Nelson family. After the summer, Noah and Allie are forced to say their goodbyes. Noah starts to write Allie letters about his love for her and reminiscing on their summer. Eventually, Noah goes off to war, but continues to write one letter each day to Allie. Allie, however, does not receive any of these letters because her mother takes all of them and hides them because she does not want Noah to be back in Allie's life once again. Noah returns home from the war and purchases an abandoned plantation home and begins to rebuild it, refurbish it with his father. (laughs) Eventually, his father passes away and Noah finishes the home by himself. After listing the house for sale, Allie finds it in the paper. At this point, it's been 14 years, and Noah and Allie have not seen each other since their summer together, and a lot has changed, including the fact that Allie's engaged to a different man, a wealthy man, too. Lon Hammond is a lawyer from a wealthy family. This is reassuring to Allie's family because they know that he will be able to provide for her for the rest of her life. But now, who will Allie choose, Noah or Lon? Many years later, Allie's husband, we'll keep the name a surprise, is reading to her in a nursing home where she now lives, with Alzheimer's and her husband telling the story of their love and their life. As we look across these memories as well, join us on the journey of digging a little deeper into the novel, The Notebook. Tessa, be completely honest. What did you truly think about the book? Surprisingly, I really enjoyed it. 
I'm not always the biggest fan of romantic literature, and oftentimes it bores me, but this book was different. I couldn't agree more. The book makes it so easy to love and relate with every single character. I would definitely recommend it to our listeners. Well, now that we've explained the entirety of this book, sorry about that, but trust me, you'll need to know it. Let's talk lit theories. Yes, let's. We have new criticism, psychoanalytic, gender studies, Marxist theory, and new historicism, as well as deconstruction. We can see many of these lit theories in the notebook, but the one that truly stands out in this novel is... Marxist Marxist theory! I completely agree. Let's learn a bit about Marxist theory. This theory is all about money, honey. Tessa, do you know who Karl Marx is? No, I can't quite remember. Let's find out a little bit more about him and his theory. Marxist theory was created in the 19th century by the well-known philosopher Karl Marx. He commonly described the alienation of the working class. Therefore, this focuses in on the social classes within a novel. Marxist theory holds the belief that capitalism has an influence on class distinctions, and that ideology is determined solely by economics. Basically, the distinction between the rich, the poor, and all in between are what make up a culture's beliefs and their values. Exactly. It takes a look at, look at the difference in social classes and how that affects the novel's characters. Marxist theory likes to use some fun words to talk about classes. These include the bourgeoisie and the proletariat. The bourgeoisie is made up of employers, owners, and major investors. The, pro- the proletariat is made up of laborers and those employed. According to Marxist theory, there is always going to be a struggle between classes. The difference between lower classes and upper classes will always cause conflict, which can clearly be seen in the notebook. To say short and sweet, according to Marxist theory, money runs the world and makes up how our cultures operate. According to Purdue University, theorists working in the Marxist tradition are interested in answering the overarching question, whom does it, the work, the effort, the policy, the road, etc. benefit? The elite, the middle class, Marxist critics are also interested in how the lower or working classes are oppressed in everyday life and within literature. Alright, so how does this theory even apply to the notebook? Well, let's find out. After this short break! Have you ever wanted to jump on a trampoline for hours on end, but sadly don't own your own trampoline? Actually, that's one of my biggest problems in life. Well, I've got an answer for you. Boingtown! Boingtown is an international trampoline park where you can come, bounce on trampolines, play games, and have the time of your life. Oh my gosh, I want to go to Boingtown. It's really a problem solver. Tired? Boingtown. Excited? Boingtown. With friends? Boingtown. Boingtown! 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 I'm sure you've heard of other trampoline parks like Extreme Trampoline and stuff like that, but they don't have nearly as many locations as us. We have almost 3 million worldwide, and some of these countries even include France, Germany, Poland, and China. Awesome! Go there on your vacation travels now. Je m'appelle Silvia, et bienvenue à la première émission de Ici French, ici à Paris. And the coolest place of them all, Antarctica. 
any questions, I mean any, please visit our website at boingtown.org. Yes, that's right. We are an organization. Some restrictions may apply. Please call 708-768-8841 for more questions. Thank you. Welcome back from break. Let's get back into The Notebook. All right, let's take a look at a section from the novel where Noah and Allie have reunited after about 14 years. And remember, as we take a look at the Marxist theory, let's keep in mind that Noah is a coal miner and Allie comes from a family of socialites who've gained their money through success and business. The section starts with Allie reminiscing. She starts, that was the first time my parents knew I was serious about you, and my mother had a long talk with me later that night. She said to me, I'm sure you think that I don't understand what you're going through, but I do. It's just that sometimes our future is dictated by what we are, as opposed to what we want. I remember being really hurt when she said that. You told me about it the next day. It hurt my feelings too. I liked your parents, and I had no idea they didn't like me, says Noah. Allie replies, it wasn't you they didn't like. They didn't think you deserved me. He responds, there's not much difference. There was a sadness in his voice when he responded, and she knew he was right to feel that way. She looked towards the stars while she ran her hand through her hair, pulling back the strands that had fallen onto her face. Allie continues, I know that. I always did. Maybe that's why my mother and I always seem to have a distance between us when we talk. Noah asks her, how do you feel about it now? She responds, the same as I did back then, that it's wrong, that it isn't fair. It was a terrible thing for a girl to learn, that status is more important than feelings. Now that we've read this passage, let's talk about where we can apply this theory in it. Let's start looking at some lines from this passage. Let's start with the one that says, I'm sure you think I don't understand what you're going through, but I do. It's just that sometimes our future is dictated by what we are as opposed to what we want. This is said to Allie by her mother. Allie's mother is telling her daughter that she needs to focus on being herself, which is a rich socialite, as opposed to being with Noah, even though that's what she wants. Allie's mother believes that being with Noah is going to bring Allie down and that he does not deserve her and is not good enough for her. Let's take another look at a different line. Here, Allie states, it wasn't that they didn't like you, they didn't think you deserved me. By telling Noah that her parents thought that he wasn't deserving of her, shows him that just because he was in a lower class, he couldn't live up to their standards. They didn't have anything necessarily against him, he just wasn't deserving of her because she was in a higher class and therefore is considered better than him. Let's take a look at the line where Allie says, I know that, I always did. Maybe that's why my mother and I always seem to have a distance between us when we talk. We can relate this line back to Marxist theory because if, according to the Marxist theory, there will always be a struggle between the classes, upper class versus lower class. According to the theory, all of history has been a struggle between the two classes and it will continue to be today, causing conflict between all people. This is causing conflict between Allie and her mother now. Lastly, let's reread the last line within this excerpt. That it's wrong. 
that it isn't fair. It was a terrible thing for a girl to learn that status is more important than feelings. By Allie's mom telling her this at such a young age is instilling in her that status will always be more important than how you feel. This goes right along with Marx's theory as it believes there'll always be a struggle between classes. This is teaching Allie that she should believe she's better than anyone in a class below her. But as we can see that when she dates Noah, she doesn't believe this. It's just her parents that have these ideals. Wow, Tessa, you're true genius. Now, let's hear what Noah's thinking about all of this. Yes, now that we've looked at what Allie's mom's thinking, what do you think the others are thinking? Who knows? She's whack. Now, let's look at another passage where Noah is talking about his life. I'm nothing special of this, I'm sure. I'm a common man with common thoughts, and I've led a common life. There are no monuments dedicated to me, and my name will soon be forgotten. But I've loved another with all my heart and soul, and to me, this has always been enough. In the first line, it says, Of this I am sure. This shows how certain that Noah is that he believes he is nothing special. The reading then goes on to say, I am a common man with common thoughts, and I have led a common life. Clearly, this idea of common would not sit well with Mrs. Nelson. She only wants the best for her daughter, and this entails a rich, well-off socialite like Lon. Recently, I watched a very interesting video on the economics after World War II, being the mid-1940s. It was clearly a bigger deal to jump from class to class when in different types of relationships, including the one that Noah and Allie had. It's also relative to note that Noah was extremely common compared to Allie. This idea of common can directly relate back to the idea of Marxist theory. Lower classes are placed on the edge of society socially, economically, and even politically. But specifically, we see that Noah is placed on the outside socially and economically. In each separate class structure, there is a separate amount of values that they hold. For example, Noah says, But I've loved another with all my heart and soul, and to me, this has always been enough. This shows that love can be equivalent to wealth in the mind of Noah, compared to where Anne, Allie's mother, says that money is the most important and it shouldn't matter if Allie is happy or not. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Jingle Jolly Podcasts with me and Emily. We hope to see you next time on the show. Just so you guys know, big spoiler coming up here. Allie does in fact pick Noah so we can show her mom what true love really is. Oh, Emily, why would you spoil it for our listeners? Not that they didn't see that one coming. Love powers all. And Tessa, as always, stay jolly. You too, Emily. See you next time.